0: It will not be easy in the future. Companies need to recalibrate their structure at the end of the day. And I think a lot of those companies who will survive in the future are starting that journey already today with looking at different angles on their organization, trying to rethink their product strategy, their product portfolio and focus will be key for the future success of many companies.
1: Welcome to the Future of Supply Chain Podcast from SAP. My name is Nicole Smyth, and I'm a marketer, blogger, and podcaster in the supply chain space here at SAP. For today's show, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Sin, who will introduce our two amazing guests. So, Sin, over to you.
2: Thanks a lot, Nicole, and a warm hello to everyone who is tuning in. I'm Sin Tu, and today we are joined by two extraordinary guests from IO, Rainer Pistorius and Michael Wieland. Get ready as we dive headfirst into the world of data-driven product mining with Soleil. Michael and Rainer, it's a great pleasure to have you with us. Before we begin, could you please take a moment to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about Soleil and what you do? Michael, would you like to go first?
3: Sure, I happily start. So my name is Michael. I've been with Soleil for five years now and worked here in a number of different capacities. Currently, I'm so-called senior pre-sales manager in which I support my colleagues such as Reiner, our prospects in identifying the best fit between their challenges and the product mining solutions that best address those challenges. In this role, I can also leverage my management consulting background. I was previously working for Bain & Company as a consultant. And typically, I would in that time tackle the questions surrounding complex product portfolios in customer projects with Excel or BI tools in the same way that actually our Soleil customers did before introducing Soleil product mining. So I very well understand on the one side the challenges and pain points that our customers face from a business, but also from a user perspective. And maybe finally, my motivation to join Soleil five years ago was and still is today to help scale a very innovative, young software as a service solution that can have a very transformative impact for industrial companies with complex product portfolios.
2: Thank you. What about you, Rainer?
3: First of all, thank you very much, Sin,
0: for having us today. My name is Rainer, and I'm the new kid on the blog at Soleil. I joined the team about a month ago to support the sales and business development team. Well, although I'm quite new at Soleil, I've been doing sales and business development roles for nearly all my life. So more than twenty years I spent in that area, worked for a variety of software companies, also for SAP from ninety seven to two thousand and nine. And with this background, I will also be the point of contact to drive the partnership with SAP Forward within insulate And the reason why I decided to move from GEP, which is a market leader and procurement platform, to Chile, which is more a startup in a very early phase of its growth past, is quite simple. The two Ps, the people and innovative products. Maybe to give you a little bit more background about Soleil as a company, Soleil was founded in 2013 with the idea of the four founding members, actually, to create a platform that allows companies with complex production processes and diverse product offerings to gain insights into all kinds of strategic questions. That approach actually led to many very impressive projects, however, was missing a very important part, a standardized product. And for two years now, I think it is that we have introduced product mining to the market. And this is an application built on our product mining platform with the clear goal to help companies to get in control of their product portfolio. So product mining by Soleil empowers companies to mine the diamonds hidden in their product portfolio or their value chain. And that allows our customers to constantly monitor and transform their business to more growth, more resilience, more innovation, more sustainability, and at the end of the day, get to a higher profitability.
2: Thank you so much for the introduction. Sorry
0: about that. That was a long introduction.
2: Sorry. (laughs) all good. So in recent years, the amounts of customers in both B2C and B2B contexts have increased rapidly. And among other things, this has led companies to increasingly differentiate and also diversify their product portfolios in order to meet all the aspects. So what you meant just a couple of minutes before. And you also said that it was difficult to manage this kind of portfolio. Can you tell us a little bit more in detail Why is it so difficult to manage these kind of product portfolios? And where are these difficulties?
0: Sure. At the end of the day, it is a complex world that we are all living in, right? So from the work with our customers and prospects, we completely agree that companies increase their product offering over the last decades. So this is clearly a trend that we see. And one main driver is to attract more customers, obviously, on a more individual basis. We are all individuals. We all would like to have individual products and the companies are trying to fulfill that demand. And of course, globalization and with that, the opportunity to enter new markets made it necessary to increase the product portfolio as well. So the US, to give you an example, a very easy one might have totally different demand than people in Europe, in Germany or elsewhere. So I think for many years, this was the winning strategy grow with your product innovation in the different markets that you're entering. However, the situation for companies all over the world changed dramatically since COVID hits us uh, followed by the war in Europe. So from many interactions with customers and prospects, we see actually three megatrends that companies need to adapt to. First of all, fight the disruption in the supply chain. So that was one of the major pain points in the last three years and will stay one of the challenges going ahead in the supply chain. So most companies had a clear sourcing strategy before those, you know, crisis hits us. Best quality at cheapest price. I think that was the simple formula. And offshore sourcing in India or China or elsewhere became a normal behavior. And it worked at least until the last two major crises that I've just described hits us and led us back into a world that was totally different. So we learned that we cannot only rely on offshore production or sourcing. That is why we need to rethink the buying strategy. And that is also when words like resilience got introduced as a new attribute that companies should actually strive for in order to prevent such difficult situations again. The second point is regulations. With the introduction of the new supply chain in Germany. I'm not sure to what extent that is also relevant for the US, but it is something that is really relevant for German customers. And the rise in importance of ISG, and that is something that is on a global scale. Companies need to change the way that they internally and externally work with existing and potential new suppliers. And the third point is the decarbonization and electrification as well. That is one of the major topics for all companies that we are talking to with the highest priority on sea level. So it's not something that the middle management is taking care of, it's something that is on the agenda of the sea level management. How can I calculate my scope two emission? And even more difficult, how can I calculate scope three emission, which is the emission of my suppliers? What are the goals and the targets of the company to be compliant? By the way, what is the compliant? aspect at all and how do I implement it in my organization many of those questions that companies need to find an answer for lead to many uncertainties today up to the point if and how this might affect the result of the business mid or long term and all of these megatrends that I have just mentioned and maybe there are a couple more have an impact on the company's product portfolio and that's exactly our topic the more products you offer to the market the more people you need in product management, you need in marketing or in purchasing, you eventually need to deal with more suppliers, more complex production strategies, and higher supply chain complexity. So that's my take on it. be handing it
3: over to you. Thank you very much, Rainer. Yeah, I fully agree with you. So product portfolios have certainly been growing heavily in the past decades. And with that, actually, also with the mega trends you just talked about, made it a lot more difficult to manage supply chains successfully. And that's very obvious because the more your product portfolio grows, the more interdependencies there are that you need to manage. And in the past, just like you said, Rainer, it was a winning strategy to just add more and more into your product portfolio because times were very good, right? Companies didn't need to worry too much about the negative effects that adding more products to the product portfolio would have. But the recent crises and megatrends have really exposed now recently the cracks the strategy has caused, which is too high cost structures, fragile supply chains, or too little flexibility to adapt quickly to changing trends or kind of impacts in your supply chain from the outside. But luckily for us, as a result of all of this, companies actually started to really change their mindset in recent years. They really started thinking more about what is actually really necessary for the success of my business and what, on the other hand, is no longer necessary. So there's actually been a much increased demand and interest in the whole topic of product mining and, you know, managing the complexity in your product portfolio which is very good for us as a solution provider in this field. Whenever a company changes something in their product portfolio, there's also a lot of effects this leads to in your supply chain, right? There's going to be a lot of impacts in your supply chain. And so, product mining can certainly help companies to better assess this interrelation between your supply chain and your product portfolio and how to manage this in the most effective way.
1: Great points by you both. And I completely agree, especially regarding fighting those supply chain issues like you spoke about earlier, having more visibility into scope two and three emissions, but also addressing that vulnerability within supply chains, because that has just been top of mind for executives, leaders, colleagues. It's been such a top priority. And I think in the past, a lot of people thought that you'd be able to get that visibility solely through data, especially within data mining. I believe that would kind of be the more familiar topic, but I want to dive into, like you said earlier, your specialty of product mining. So with that, how is product mining different from data mining and how can companies really utilize that to their advantage?
0: Very good and relevant question, Nicole. Well, let me try to explain it in a way while data mining is something like the overarching theme from our perspective, which include process mining and product mining and maybe some other areas as well. Soleil takes a more strategic approach to support companies in getting control over their product portfolio. We don't look at the daily operational information in order to provide transparency, for example, on operational supply chain questions. With product mining, Soleil takes a more strategic and holistic view on the product portfolio fitness. Michael, if you'd like to elaborate further,
3: Yeah, sure. So with product mining, opposed to, you know, this broad term of data mining, we really look at very structured product-related data that typically already exists in the company's SAP systems. And we then combine this data in a way that this data typically couldn't be combined in before. So to make this more concrete, we connect the material and supply chain perspective with the sales perspective on the other side through the link of the bill of materials that tell you how a product is actually composed and made up of. And with that, we understand all the different interdependencies that exist between all these business objects. And for example, we know exactly for every single supplier, what is their final revenue contribution? Like what kind of products do they deliver components into and what revenue does that lead to? So we can actually leverage this whole knowledge through our value pattern technology and out of all this very complex interconnected product data make hotspots visible and very actionable for the users of our solution. So this is how our customers really realize business value from their product-related data and they don't need any data science knowledge for this as typical data mining approaches would typically require.
2: Great points. So you said you're mind mirroring the whole process, like from product development to build of material and supply chain. And I saw on your website that you also mentioned digital twin, which is usually understood differently. So can you explain a little bit how you use this term digital twin in your portfolio or in your system?
3: Sure, yeah, I happily elaborate on that. So, I mean, the term digital twin you find very often in manufacturing, you know trying to mirror like a physical product or a system uh, like a physical system also in the digital world we actually adopted this term because we are analyzing business objects and the interrelations between them so we look at suppliers we look at the components that they deliver to a company we look at the products that the company is building and at the customers that are buying those products and What really sets product mining apart to other things like process mining, for example, is that we're really analyzing these business relationships between all these different objects. And the foundation for all of that is this digital twin that we're building up. It's basically like from a technology perspective, this big, huge, complex graph network in which all these different interdependencies between all these data objects are linked and kind of the real connections are shown in the data in our graph network in a way that you don't have these kind of very concrete links in, let's say, the SAP system that is generating and holding this data that we're using. So it's a bit of an adaptation that we use this term, Enterprise Digital Twin, but it just very nicely explains the whole kind of technology side that resides under this solution that the end user in the end sees when he's using, so like product mining. Mm-hmm.
2: So this has everything to do with product mining, as you explained. And product mining is still a relatively new approach. And as you said, first data mining, then process mining, and then product mining. So the current developments in data mining open up potentials that can also be used for product portfolio management. So what is the use of another software that only focuses on the product portfolio and wouldn't the use of a process mining software such as SAP Signavio be sufficient to uncover and optimize the weak point in this process?
0: Well, let me start in trying to give you an answer to that. As mentioned in the previous question or from the previous question, process mining, product mining to different disciplines is like football and handball. So they have something in common, but they're not that different at the end of the day. Besides the fact, both solutions need data somehow from the operational system. And in our case, that can be an ERP system, that can be a supply chain management system, extended warehouse management system, maybe even a CRM system. But they serve totally different purposes from the way that they are answering different business questions. And process mining creates visibility on daily operations. I think, as I've said, challenges, for example, in the supply chain on an operational daily basis. The main focus is to identify operational process inefficiencies in the supply chain. Product Mining by Soleil, on the other end, is a solution that helps companies to fully understand their product portfolio down to the bill of material level and the dependencies to sales and purchasing. I'm sorry about that reiteration from Michael. Soleil takes a more holistic view on the business objects, such as customers, products, suppliers, and their interdependencies. And the complex relationship between those business objects are built in a critical network technology, which are also known from Facebook or Google. So we're using a completely different approach to look at those business objects, and that is one USP. Another USP is the built-in engineering knowledge that we bring into our solution. So companies can really very easily identify which products generate value Or which products can
3: be outfaced? I would add to it in my words. I mean, first of all, it's a great question because, yeah, so many listeners will probably be very familiar with process mining because it's just a whole new category that's been around now for a while and kind of took the world by storm almost. But, you know, process mining, it really looks at process optimizations. It's really mapping your process, building like this digital twin of how your process is really working in the real world. Whereas... Product mining helps you understand what are the right things that you actually want to put through this process, right? Because so that's why actually the two technologies, they're very complementary to one another. There's a lot of synergies in using both approaches because the best process Mm -hmm. that you've built and optimized with process mining doesn't really help you as a company if you put the completely wrong things through it right? If you've got the wrong suppliers, if you're offering the wrong products to the market or very bad complexity, then your process might be as efficient as possible, but you're still being very ineffective as a business. So any business of the future should really try to use and leverage both approaches to put the right things, the right business objects through the right efficient processes. And product mining really helps you as a business to focus on the right business objects, such as the right products, identifying the right kind of suppliers, like the right approach as well, to let's say single sourcing, multi-sourcing or the like, and to put those right things through your correct processes. There's actually a lot of customers of ours that are combining both approaches. And some of our customers actually went the path of first utilizing product mining to really clean up your product portfolio and your value stream from the very bad complexity before then rolling out process mining solutions more broadly to the processes in your business. Lenser is one example of a Soleil customer who took this approach. They actually in the last three years reduced their product portfolio by roughly 50% and at the same time still managed to increase their revenue and ABIT. But just think about it, if they would have rolled out process mining solutions before actually reducing their portfolio by 50%, they would have probably ended up wasting a lot of time optimizing inefficiencies in the process that might have been taken care of by themselves by just realizing what the right things are that you should put through those processes. So yeah, there's actually a lot of value in combining both approaches. And that's, I think, as well, where product mining can bring such a huge value to the SAP customer base, you know, a lot of SAP customers are using already process mining solutions like Signavios. And we really believe that Sole product mining is this missing piece that would really help taking companies to the next level. And I think we're not alone in seeing this potential. I mean, that's exactly why we have been part of the SAP IO accelerator program, why we are listed in the SAP store with our product mining solution. And have actually recently as well been included in the SAP IO thought leadership report as one of 12 selected startups from the SAP ecosystem. Because there is such huge synergies in what product mining can bring to the SAP installed base. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. A follow-up question. Is it possible with product mining to preemptively minimize risk in the supply chain? Would you answer in the affirmative or is there a longer implementation path? Where you say we definitely need the data mining and the process mining and, of course, the product mining. All of which together will help minimize that preventively.
3: Yeah, I think the short answer to this great question is a resounding yes. (laughs) Of course, neither process mining nor product mining can be kind of, you know, this magic glass ball that tells you the future. But what we certainly can do, and especially through the combination of both approaches is to use and analyze the data that exists in your systems to make much better predictions about the future. Mm -hmm. And when talking about product mining, these predictions, for example, can be identifying risk hotspots in your supply chain by understanding that you have maybe some very small suppliers that for who you as the business might not even be the most important customer-supplier relation your final revenues and your customers might be extremely dependent on those suppliers. Maybe it's a single source supplier that, you know, delivers you a glue that ends up in 80% of your products and revenues. And this is one of these hotspots that product mining can very clearly bring to the surface. And one recommendation or one action out of this insight could be, hey, this is something where you should really think of, let's say, some multi-sourcing to be able to de-risk and have different suppliers that you can rely on in the future rather than just one small supplier for who you might not be the most important customer, but you're very dependent on this supplier, you know? So there's like this kind of mismatch and these kind of mismatches can very clearly become obvious through product mining in order to take the right steps and really reduce your risk of some bad negative impact happening in your supply chain that then has this huge impact on your revenues and margins. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's great insights. And obviously, anything that can help promote efficient supply chain processes is always, like you said, going to be an automatic yes. So, the work that you guys are doing is incredible. And what you were speaking about earlier, working with SAP now and being tied to SAP, we're so proud to have you guys. And it's great to see the work that you've continued to do. And it's actually a great lead up to my next question, which is of course, where and how do you integrate into our solution and really what potential do you see for growth in the future working with us too? And us working with you, of course.
3: Great, yeah, so for the first part of your question, I think I can answer that one. It's a pretty quick question, like a quick answer as well to that question because the integration with SAP is very simple. It's a unidirectional data exchange Because Soleil at the moment doesn't write back any data into SAP, so it's really unidirectional, therefore doesn't really raise any big red flags with, let's say, IT departments when implementing Soleil. We offer an SAP-native data extractor that actually collects and assembles all the necessary data from the ERP, Uh, and it doesn't matter whether the customer uses uh, R3, ECC, or S4HANA. We're compatible with all of those. Alternatively, the data can also be extracted using like a file-based approach or via an OData service, for example. Maybe for the second part of your question, like what potential we see for the future, I maybe hand over to Rainer because I think this is exactly your field of expertise also being an ex-SAP colleague. So yeah, what's your take on that?
0: I think there is a huge potential out there to Um, join me. I mean, at the end of the day, it's actually to make customer base sadly, right. And I think there is no other company in the world that has a larger customer base than SAP. And of course, we would like to help you to complement the part that you don't offer to your customers right now in a joint approach and in a joint way. And that is exactly what we are trying to do right now, establish contacts to the account executives that are driving the sales outside in the field right now and to join forces and Think about strategies, how we jointly can convince the SAP installed base that Soleil makes a lot of sense with product mining, in addition to what they already have installed from SAP, but also from other maybe process mining solutions.
2: Awesome. Would it make sense to integrate product mining into the PLM process, that is, into product lifecycle management? When you develop a product, should Soleil be integrated at the beginning of the product development to know what your portfolio looks like, what materials you use, what your supply chain looks like? Or is it better to do this one step later when the product is already in production?
3: Yeah, very, very good question. This is not a focus in terms of use cases for us right now, looking at the whole kind of product development cycle. But I would certainly say that there's value in companies that are using product mining to also use certain insights that the solution is generating for their product development. So for example, identifying through product mining what are components that are already very heavily integrated in your product platform that have Mm -hmm. a very high reuse. This is something because we analyze the entire product portfolio, we analyze all the bill of materials. We have these KPIs pre-calculated, and this could certainly be one source of inputs for developers when thinking about like developing new products. So I think this could maybe be an area to explore in the future Mm -hmm. to integrate more with the whole product lifecycle management. But yeah, it's not an area focusing right now, but right Mm -hmm. now we are kind of starting at one step later. Once all the data is already created, once the products have already launched, because that's when all the sales data is being mm-hmm. created, right? And, and that's where our USB lies in combining the sales side with the materials side. And yeah, so that's kind of where we're focusing right now, but I think it could be potentially a potential use case for the future.
2: If you think of this, think of us. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Michael and Rainer, as we are nearing the end of our podcast, we love to hear when it comes to leveraging data and improving the visibility throughout the whole supply chain, also product portfolio. What is actually the future of supply chain in your opinion?
0: Well, I think everything will become, I mean, it's complex even today, but I don't think that we have seen the end of that complexity. The future will be much more complex. Companies need to find ways And strategies to become resilient against disruption in the supply chain. The simple China way of sourcing or producing will not be sufficient in the future. And at the same time, all companies need to take the decarbonization imperative into consideration, which is a challenge on its own, by the way. And of course, this will have a huge impact, not just on production, but also on supply chain in more general terms. Last but not least, regulations, I've mentioned it already, will become more strict on things like ESG and in combination with the supply chain acts. It will not be easy in the future. Companies need to recalibrate their structure at the end of the day. And I think a lot of those companies will survive in the future, are starting that journey already today with looking at different angles on their organization, trying to rethink their product strategy, their product portfolio, and focus will be key for the future success of many companies. If they don't focus on the right things, they will be out of business. Um, And I'm pretty sure about that. And that brings us actually back to Soleil because we have a proven track record of examples where we help companies to focus on the right products in their portfolio and Michael mentioned it already, what we have achieved, with some of the customers reducing 40, 50% of the product portfolio. It's a bold decision at the end of the day. You have to consider that. I mean, if you're doing the wrong decision on that, you're out of business as well. So we have to get rid of the right products. And in order to do that, we have to run a reliable system that supports yeah. you and that and lays exactly that solution that companies should look at. So from our perspective, this is how. So, they can contribute helping companies to manage those challenges that they are facing in the future and facing with the new supply chain world. Michael, would you like to elaborate?
3: Yeah, sure. I fully agree with the things you've said. I mean, in my words, I think the future of supply chain is going to be an ever more complex and volatile one in which supply chain managers will face the challenge of having to balance many different and sometimes even contrary paradigms. So as an example, offshore versus nearshore sourcing, you know, resilient versus lean supply chains, right? That's like a cost versus also risk aspect that you have to consider there. Inventory levels, are the right inventory levels to be able to deliver, but on, on the same hand, an optimized networking capital to not have too much like capital tied up in stock. Those are all like very difficult challenges, you know, to find the optimum there. It's not like Rainer mentioned earlier, this golden strategy of just saying we're going for the cheapest sourcing, but you have to consider so many different aspects in the future, and this will only get more complicated and multifaceted in the future. So I think to find the right answers to these complex questions companies will need a very high level of transparency across the entire value chain. You know, it doesn't help anymore to just know in your little, let's say, supply chain or purchasing silo, you know, what the facts are. But your fact base needs to span much wider. Like it needs to reach not just from the supplier, but all the way to what customers does the supplier actually affect? What revenue is at risk if I make any decision here with a certain supplier? So... I think this is really where solar of product mining can become a game changer as well for the supply chains of the future because we really help on both fronts. We help with creating this end-to-end transparency right, from, like let's say, the supplier all the way to the customer. But we also help companies in focusing on the good complexity and reducing the bad complexity or eliminating the bad complexity from their product portfolios. So this will make future supply chains or companies that utilize this new product mining solution, a lot more lean and not so tied down by all these additional operational burdens that a big product portfolio is placing on these supply chains that are already dealing with so many different aspects. So yeah, I think this is really where we can help as well and become a key solution in making the supply chains ready for this new paradigm, this new future.
2: Excellent. Those are yeah. excellent, <laughs> best way to put it. I actually have like tons of other questions in my mind, <laughs> but as said, uh, at the end of the podcast. First of all, thanks a lot, Michael and Raina for joining us and for this great conversation and also sharing your insights. And also thank you all for listening. Please mark us as a favorite and you can get regular updates and information about future episodes. Until next time, from Nicole and I. Thank you for discussing the future of supply chain.